0: I remember um first time I met paul yeah, i don't think you had gone you hadn't left yet to go to Panama, but I remember him uh, we were we were at a meeting at his sister's house, and uh, as they were driving away in the car, he stuck his head out the window and he was saying, "I love you, I love you to his sister and I never forgot that um, it It really impacted me um But this is is the passage that I was thinking of in relation to Paul's going down there. Now, uh, The Apostle Paul says this, "...For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. Now you just, just keep building and building. You know, strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. What's he going? What's he leading up to? Well, for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. That's the end of all this. this powerful working of God in you that you might be able to be steadfast and patient and endure, joyously giving thanks to the Father. If you're able to do that, press on, keep on, keep on year after year, and joyously give thanks to the Father. That's a result of being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. So we're thankful for the way that the Lord has uh, Strengthened Paul over these years and kept him faithful. And uh, I can remember those uh, early pictures where you were riding a donkey up into the villages in the mountains, <laughs> and then you uh, you got a Toyota donkey that how many how many miles on it? That four hundred eighty thousand. That's <laughs> kilometers. Well, that's not too bad. <laughs> of course, it's all highway miles, right? <laughs> Come on up and share with us, brother. Thank,
1: Thank the Lord. I still love my sisters. <laughs> we, we have a saying in Panama, to live above with saints we love, that will be glory. To live below with saints we know, that's another story. <laughs> but the Lord who saved us is the Lord that keeps He's the one that guides us. As many are led by the Spirit of God, the same are the sons of God. The steps of the Lord are ordered; the steps of a good man are ordered. Of the Lord, and also the stops. I was I was preparing to apply to New Tribes Mission about a year before I was, went to Panama. And the, it just, it wasn't the Lord. I just prayed about it. it. Wasn't the Lord? It's a good mission, you know. And I just it's wonderful. We sang at our missionary meeting at Thanksgiving time there at Panama. Jesus led me all the way since I got saved, I've seen God's hand in my life. He's kept me. He's delivered me. We've seen death in the face. I mean, I'm sorry for using the expression Panamanian. Just like you see diesel trucks passing a whole line of cars at night. You're right in front of you. The light's coming on you. And just like, like that. Miss them. We've had some really close calls in Panama on the highway. But the Lord has kept us. I used to ask my dad, I said, Dad, what is it in Panama? I had so many close calls on the highway. And he said, the devil hates your guts. (laughs) Apparently he hates me. And snakes and stuff, we've been delivered through many dangerous toils and snares. And the Lord has been faithful. He's a faithful Lord. Faithful is the Lord who's called in the communion with His Son, Christ Jesus. It's wonderful being saved. But with a salvation, it's a privilege to be a, a believer. It's a great responsibility. We're debtors. We're debtors. Paul said, I'm a debtor. And Paul started his Christian life the right way. He said, what must I do? What will you have me do, Lord? And the Lord told him. And he, and he started out. He started out. He finished. He started good, and he finished good. There's so many Christians today, they're starting good, and they finish bad. because They swerve aside. There's many reasons because of that. And there's no excuse. We should finish like Gypsy Smith. Gypsy Smith, the great evangelist, before he died, somebody touched him on the head. What's the secret of your life? He said, your hand's too high. It's down here. He put the guy's hand down there. It's not the head stuff. It's heart. And Gypsy Smith said, I've never lost the wonder of my salvation. And a lot of us have lost the wonder of our salvation. We've been rescued from the dragon we've been rescued from hell and from satan we've lost the wonder of our salvation we're just kind of playing religious games we say in panama four wall christianity you know and we're we're sunday morning christianity that's not the christianity the new testament church had they had a vision a vision where there's no vision the people what and most Christians, I'm going to repeat it after a while. The only vision most Christians have is a television. <laughs> now, don't get mad at me. <laughs> we need God's vision in our life. I'm not against, I'm not preaching against television, but we need we need a vision, a heavenly vision. Paul said, "I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision." And may God help us. If we've lost that first love, we need to get it back on the firing line. We need to get out there, stir up the fire. Paul said. Paul told Timothy, Kindle the fire, stoke the fire. You know what a fireplace is, you have to stoke it. You come out, you went to town to do air, and you come back, the fireplace is going out. And we need to stoke, stoke the fire of God's fire in our heart, you know. Get it burning for Jesus. It's for his glory. That that song we sang, Charles Wesley, My talents, gifts, and graces, Lord, unto into thy blessed hands receive. And let me live to preach thy word. And let me to thy glory live. My every sacred moment spin. And publishing the sinner's friend. Charles, about where you got saved there is where I I became a missionary. Right there in Neosho Boulevard. You got saved along Neosho Boulevard, didn't you there in Neosho? Didn't you tell? Crowded college. You you said you're coming down there and kind of the Lord. Well, I became a missionary there in Neosho High School. That's where I started out. Paul said, I believe there have I spoken. It's wonderful to start sharing your faith. It's an overflow. David said, my cup's running over. The Christian life is, is not pumping a blessing up. It's, it's an artesian well. Huh? huh? It's an artesian. Jesus said, he that believeth in me, out of his inner man shall what? Flow what? Religion is pumping things up. It's, it's pumping, it's trying, to, trying to get a blessing. Christianity is Christ in unity. Huh? Paul said, I don't live, Christ lives in me. It's wonderful to know the Lord, but it's a great responsibility. It's a great privilege, but it's a great responsibility. And folks, we're going to have to give give account to God. We're going to have to give account to God. The judgment seat of Christ. The Bible says every man, every Christian will give account to God. The judgment seat of Christ. The unsaved will be at the great white throne judgment. That's another judgment. Separate. They're They're going to stand guilty before a holy God. But God's going to call account to his people. It's not, a method, uh, it's not a matter of oh we're going to stay in heaven, and go to hell, no, we have eternal life, but God's going to reward his servants and the lord's faithful he's a, he's, there's a payday coming someday. Jesus saw the multitude of sheep. let's go to Matthew chapter Matthew chapter nine, and then we'll go over there. <coughs> Matthew chapter nine <coughs> Matthew 9, verse verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors into his harvest. His labors into his harvest. The Lord Jesus is calling labors. And we're all labors together with God. Then the Bible says that in Corinthians? We're labors together with God. Huh? We're servants of the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to bless us. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the good time we've had in your presence this morning. We pray, Lord, your word to have free course and be glorified. Help me, Lord, help my mind. Help us to concentrate on your word. Help us to, to hear your voice in Jesus' name. Amen. God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. Sometimes we think about the supply of God as only the material things for missionaries. But there's workers. The workers are the most, the most important supply, huh? This brother, I I praise the Lord. Ryan, he he sends God doesn't want him to go in Bangladesh. That's wonderful. He he's following God, but the Lord he guides each of us by His Holy Spirit when we're like Isaiah said, "Here am I, send me." And he didn't say, "Here am I, send my sister." (laughs) A lot of us are doing that, you know. Here, send my sister. You know, send send somebody else. You know, the thing is, we should be on the altar. God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. Paul had a heavenly vision. Jesus, Jesus said when he saw the multitudes, he, 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 he had compassion on them. It's not he wasn't feeling sorry for the multitudes. He had a compassion. The passion of God was in his heart. The Holy Spirit's passion. He saw the multitudes they are feigning and as sheep without a shepherd. See, people aren't poor little. They're monsters of iniquity on the mission field. They're not poor little things dying to hear about Jesus. But a lot of times, us Christians are monsters of selfishness, too. We haven't caught God's vision for the loss. And we have to see the people as God sees them. And Jesus saw the multitude of sheep without a shepherd. And he said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous. Right here in Kirksville, the harvest is plenteous. Huh? The Lord's going to add to the church daily such as be saved. New believers. But the Lord wants to save us from a self, our selfish lifestyle, too. He wants to save us unto Himself. We not, he died for all that they which live, which live should not what? Live unto themselves, but unto Him who died and rose again. Huh? That's ownership. We belong to Him. He, he died to save us. To redeem us from this present evil world. He died us, to purifying to himself a, a peculiar people. Peculiar people. I can't talk English. <laughs> zealous <laughs> of good works. Eh? Amen? So Jesus said, the zeal of thy house has eaten me up. We need to be zealous. God's zeal in our heart. And We need to see the, the loss with God's eyes. Jesus saw the loss. He said, the harvest truly is plenty, The labors are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth labors, into his harvest. It's his harvest. It's his creation, his workers and his harvest. And we're laborers together with God. Paul had a heavenly vision. Acts 26:19. Let's go rap- rapidly to Acts 26:19. T- he relates his conversion there in Acts chapter 26, blessed man, the apostle Paul. He started good and he finished his course with joy. May God help us to do that. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Huh? Follow me. What's things you have seen in me, heard, do. He told that, in I think it's in Philippians. Acts twenty Let's read verse 18 first. To open their eyes. That's his commission. God called him. When God called and saved Paul, he said, to open the eyes of the lost, to turn them from the power of darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, Why? That they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. That's the Lord Jesus talking to Paul. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. So many Christians are disobedient to the heavenly vision. We have no vision. Where there's no vision, what? The people, what? Perish. I believe every Christian to be a soul winner. I believe that. I believe every Christian should we're born again to reproduce. It's reproduction. Multiplication. It's not addition. Every Christian should be multiplying himself. Huh? Winning souls to Christ, making disciples. Huh? Wouldn't it be wonderful that another year or two that you'd have three or four daughter churches around here? Huh? In this area here in northern Missouri. That's Christianity when the gospel goes forth, when the Christians have this overflow line, they have the joy of share, sharing the Lord. It's not only a, a, a task we have. There's a saying, a task without vision is drudgery. A vision without task is visionary. A task with vision makes a missionary. Huh? <laughs> and we have a task. We have a job. huh? Right? Even housewives in here in this church should be soul winners. If you're not a soul winner, you're failing, Christian. I believe that, folks. I believe it. We should all be soul winners. We should be witnesses. Jesus said, "You're my witnesses." Huh? Amen. <laughs> Sharing the gospel with our life. Moody used to say, "It's not what you say so much about the Bible; it's what you what you are, what you do. It counts, you know." <laughs> but we need to we need to share it. But we need, first you have to we have to, The people don't look so much what we say about the Bible; they look what we. We we are what we are. Lie here in Kirksville. Of the hundred neighbors you have, one and one maybe one or two or five maybe seri- seriously read the Bible, but ninety nine percent are reading your life. That's the that's the Bible they're reading. They're, they're not reading the King James Bible here. Maybe the unsaved, but they're reading you. You're the Bible they're reading, huh? Your life. And may God help us to to, to live the gospel. Know the power of the gospel first in our life, and then live it. Live a holy life and preach the holy gospel, huh? With the, with the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, Paul said, "I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision." He first started. He started and showed first unto them of Damascus and all at Jerusalem, and throughout all the coast of Judea, and then then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God, do works meet for repentance. Middle of the order, Paul. Started his missionary career at Damascus. He didn't go to Bible school. He didn't go to seminary. I'm not against seminary. But God's seminary, when Paul, when Paul met the Lord on the road to Damascus and revealed himself, he saw the, he saw the Lord and He came, God came into his life. He said, in straightway, he started to preach Christ in Damascus. Huh? That's the way it is. That's Christianity. Straightway. Paul shared his, his vision, and he didn't only receive a vision. He shared that vision with the church in Acts 2020. Let's go to Acts 2020. How many here have 2020 vision? Do you have 2020 vision? Well, we should all have Acts 2020 vision. Amen? Spiritual vision. We need Acts 2020 vision. Amen? What does it say? And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Acts twenty twenty. Publicly, it says you see, he taught publicly, taught you publicly. I showed you first, I, I kept back nothing from you. He taught all the counsel of God. Sometimes we don't teach all the t- counts of God. I praise the Lord by His grace in Panama. I've witnessed some millionaires, some really rich people, yeah. several vice presidents and people high in the government. We share the same gospel to the rich, to the same the poorest of the poor, the drunkards and the harlots. Yeah. It's only, I mean, just with love. We have to speak the truth in love, huh? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, sometimes we kind of, we're soft, we're hard on the sinners, the down and out sinners, the gutter gutter sinners. And the big, rich people, we are God it loves, you know we're kind of soft. <laughs> we need to unload the whole thing. The whole truck, you know, it's the same. Thing. Unload the same dump truck on the, you know, but preach the truth in love. Yeah? And the gospel cuts, you know, it cuts. Huh? It cuts. There's conviction. there has to be conviction. And before there can be conversion, there has to be conviction. See, a person has to see himself lost before he can get him saved. In Panama everybody knows they're sinners, but few know they're lost. (laughs) And that's where preaching comes in. It pleased God through the foolishness of what? A preaching to save who? Those that believe. What's your job, this church? What's the job of this church here in Kirksville? Preach the gospel. Live the gospel, right? Live holy lives. There's one church that the people who live such bad lives, the preacher said, please, please don't talk about the Bible till you get your lives in order. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was sad. But maybe, and you know, we need to preach the gospel and share it daily with our life. And Paul said, uh, Paul said he, he preached the gospel. He said, serving the Lord with humility and mind and many tears and temptations which, which befell me of the Jews, I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, and have showed you. He showed the believers he, with his example, and taught you publicly and from house to house, daily. They said, "Daily in the temple, they ceased not to preach and teach." What? Next, Acts two. What they say? Daily in the temple, the, the apostolic church that started, they daily ceased not to teach and preach what? Jesus Christ. Amen. That's our message. The gospel. I talked to a couple yesterday, a Mexican couple came to Brother Jim's house. They considered themselves evangelicals. They were a really sweet couple. We had a great time with them there. I said, what is the gospel? They said, the Bible. I said, no, 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 the gospel's in the Bible. What's the gospel? (laughs) That sounds like Panama, you know. (laughs) That's kind of like Panama, you know. No, what's the gospel? It's the good news, but what's the gospel? It's the Bible. I said, no, 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 no. (laughs) It's a is Christ died for our sins. Yeah. He was buried. He rose again. He's the living Savior. He's able to save to the uttermost all that come to God by Him. That's the gospel. His finished work. See, some people, they call it the full gospel in Panama, the Pentecost of Christ. Jesus saves, healed, baptized. He's coming. That's the effects of the gospel. The gospel is not what He's going to do for you. It's what He did. Amen? Am I right or wrong, Charles? You're a theologian. Huh? Now, I don't want to get in hot water, but that's what I believe. <laughs> the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 15, Christ died for our sin. Paul said, this is the gospel you received and believe and retain, and you're saved. Christ died for our sins. That's good news, huh? Yeah. You deserve to die in hell for your sins. And he died already for the cross. He dies as your substitute. He paid already with his precious blood. And He buried. All of our, our sins were buried in that tomb with Him. And He rose again. And when his, resurre- his resurrection is our resurrection. Yeah. And He's a living Savior. Yeah. See, He's not an ever-dying Savior. That's, that's religion. They always have Him dying at each Mass, and each, each Holy Week, each Easter. Jesus dies again. No. He's at the right hand of God the Father. He lives. He's a living Savior. A task without a vision? Drudgery. A vision without a test, visionary. A task with a vision makes a mix missionary. The mission of the church is missions. Amen, brother? That was my teacher at Bibles who used to say it, Brother Jarvis. We'd go down to Mexico and preach, and he said, Paul, the mission of the church is missions, the great commission. Co-mission. Co- means together, right? Co-? Co-workers. We're laborers together with God. Eh? There's one team. <laughs> This is the winning team. Everybody's in Christ. We're on the winning team, but we need to, we're laborers. We need to get our our part in the army. And the Lord has put each of us in in his place. The mission of the church is the great commission. Preach the gospel. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Make disciples. The command is clear enough. The need is great enough. Let's make sure we're doing enough. Are you doing enough here in Kirksville? Somebody said to Paul Fleming, the founder of New Tribes Mission, up at, Northwestern University there at Minneapolis. He was really setting them on fire. He preached there at that school. And, and he kind of almost divided the university there. And he said, do you mean we should all go to the mission field? And he said, don't worry, you won't. <laughs> 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 but dear folks, don't get angry at me. We need to be each person where God has called you. Abide there. Be faithful there. Be a witness. Huh? Yeah. Share your faith at work, huh? If you work at if you work at uh, Wendy's, when you're flipping hamburgers, share Jesus there, hey? Huh? We got a Billy Bray there in Panama. Any of you ever heard of Billy Bray? You ever heard of Billy Bray of Wales? Huh? He worked at a bread factory, a bakery. He's an Indy guy. He just he's a overflowing. Nothing can get him down. He's had he's been attacked. His wife died. I had to carry his wife, casket him back in my pickup way up in the mountains there for the burial. We ordered the casket and they made it out of mango, green mango. That was about double weight. <laughs> and this dear brother, his name is Valentine, Valentine, Brother Valentine. He just has the joy of the Lord. He's been attacked by the enemy. He's had so many trials and he's always just singing. And at the bakery, he would he would share his faith. Of course, he's breaking eggs, baking bread. He's not he's not goofing around the bakery there. His his life's an overflow. Huh? He's an inspiration to me, alright. He never went to school, you ought to hear him preach. You ought to hear him read the Bible. Not one day in school. Up in the continental divide there, in the middle of the, the jungles of Panama, the highest point of Panama. He heard the radio, Trans World Radio, nineteen seven sixty nine seventy seventy one 70, 71. At three o'clock in the morning, hear the gospel over the radio. Three years he got. And God was working his eye. And he got wonderfully saved. He's been a pastor the last 20, 30 years. You'll meet him in heaven, brother. <laughs> He's our Billy Bray in Panama. And we have a Christmas Evan. Another guy, he lost his eye. We call him our Panama Christmas Evan. <laughs> He's an electrician. Brother Carlos. He lost his eye in an accident. He's just on fire for the Lord. He used to be in bars. He was in a bar drinking one day and God, just, God spoke to him there. We had been witness to him. What are you doing here? He just walked out of that bar and he said, from then on he renounced and he got saved. He's a preacher now. So brother, the Lord, it's all a grace. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Huh? God calls. I'm sorry for using the King James Version. <laughs> you folks aren't using this. But God calls us. He saves us. He calls us. And he commands us. Amen? The Lord converts us. He calls us and he commands us. Jesus said, follow me. Follow me and I will make you what? Fishermen. Fishermen. Peter was a sinner man. He became a, what? A fisherman. Amen? Yeah. Depart, oh, depart from me, Lord. I'm a sinner. A sinner man. And Jesus said, don't worry, Peter. I'll make a fisher out of you. Huh? Huh? We've all been, we're all sinners, huh? Lost sinners? But now, are we fishermen? Are you winning souls to Christ? Are you making disciples? Are you multiplying? Are you contagious? I'm not talking about with colds and virus. I'm talking about, is your Christianity contagious? And the people see your type of Christianity at the university, is it contagious? Do you see Christ in you? It should be. New Testament Christianity is contagious. It's an overflow life. It's not, it's not pumping up the blessing, problem. It's the artesian well. We should follow the Lord. And compassion makes the difference. What makes the difference in our life? Feeling sorry for the lost people in Africa, you know? Feeling sorry for the poor people in India? No, that's not it. It's compassion. Let's read in the book of Jude. What makes the difference in our life? Remember Gypsy Smith? He said, I never lost a wonder... <laughs> And a lot of us have lost the wonder of God's grace in our life. We've lost it. We've lost it. Huh? Jude, what does Jude say? The book of Jude, like Jude. He's a neat guy. 22, verse 22. And of some have compassion, what? And of some having compassion, what? Making, making a difference. If you have God's compassion in your heart for the lost, it'll make a difference in your life. Whether you're a farmer, or a fireman, or a university teacher, or a pastor. And God's compassion controls your life for the loss. You have a burden for the loss. Remember, it's not compassion, not feeling sorry for the little guy, you know. Well, I see the poor people there in India with their stomachs pouched out, and they're, they're starving to death. No, that's not. We need a burden for the loss. It says, and some have compassion... Making a difference. That makes a difference in your life, your Christian life, when you have compassion for the loss. huh? I remember when I was lost. I was lost. I was lost in the church. My dad was a preacher. I was 16 years old. I was lost in the church, the Bible church, Mountain Bible Church. And God showed me. I was under conviction for about two years, a heavy conviction. I was miserable. <laughs> you <know? laughs> when you're under conviction, it makes you miserable. That's good, huh? But when that burden rolls away, man, it's wonderful, huh? (laughs) I just thank the Lord. My burden rolled away. I've been singing that song. I am happy. You ask me why I'm happy, and here's the reason why. My sins are gone. In the sea of God forgetfulness, that's good enough for me. My sins are gone. There's a song we used to sing. He was really happy. The third verse says, About the... When Satan comes to tempt me and comes to make me doubt, I tell him, my sins are gone. You got me into trouble, but Jesus got me out. <laughs> Praise God, my sins are gone. Huh? And the Lord took our burden away, right? Now he he's, he's gives us a job to do. He took the, the load of sin off our back. Now he's given us a task to do, huh? The Great Commission. Amen? Yeah. It doesn't matter what your what your profession, if you're a, your career, if you're a teaching, career, that has nothing to do with it. We're all ministers of the gospel. Amen? You're either a missionary or a mission field. <laughs> Sorry for being so frank. It's that way. You're either a missionary or a mission field. Cross the ocean, somebody buying you a ticket won't make a missionary out of you. Right here in Kershaw, you're a missionary or you're a mission field. Every Christian is a missionary. home missionary. And each of us should be, have a vision, a vision for the lost. Living a godly life, living for Jesus, a life that is true, as the song says. Paul said, woe, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. Huh? How about that? There's a woe and a low and a go in the gospel. Amen, brother? <laughs> woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. Lo, Jesus said, lo, I am with you always into the, into the world. And go ye into the world and preach the gospel. What's Paul's method? Let's read in Romans fifteen twenty. The vision, the mission, the mission of the church is missions. The great commission. Compassion makes the difference. Paul's method, what does it say in Romans 15, 20? We don't believe in recycling people. At least I don't try to practice it. If somebody comes to our church from another denomination, well, we kind of check him out first. We, we we're very fundamental. Our missions a real fun, like a, you call a fundamentalist mission. We're kind of Bible. Some are of our missionaries are Mennonites. Some are Baptists. I come from a Bible church background, but we believe Paul said he said he went to what? Yea, so have I strive. I'm in Acts here. Romans fifteen. Yes, so I have strived to preach the gospel not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. Huh? Paul strived to preach the gospel? Where? Where Christ was what? Not named. Would there be any church areas here in Missouri where Christ is not named? I'm sure there is, yeah? Huh? If our gospel be hid, it's hid to what? To them that are what? Lost in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not, lest they see not see the gospel. And God opened up our eyes. He gave us light. Let there be light. When God created the world, He said, let there be light. When He created, when you became a new creature in Christ Jesus, God said, let there be light in you. Amen? That darkness just disappeared. And now we're debtors, folks. We're debtors. Paul said he... He strived to preach a gospel where Christ was not named, lest he should build upon another man's foundation. The reason is not to build on another man's foundation, but it's also to glory in the Lord. He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. The apostle Paul said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, in whom I have what? Chief. Soil primero. In Spanish it says, I am the number one. I'm the number one sinner. <laughs> The chief, you know, the chief is the chief of a tribe. Paul said, I'm, I'm the number one sinner. I'm the worst. Huh? If God could save me, he can save anybody, huh? And Paul said, I am what I am, but by, by the grace of God. Amen? The s- grace that saved us is the grace that calls us to the, the service. The grace that saves us is also the grace that keeps us. And the grace, that, it says the grace of God in uh, Titus, it teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, It teaches us. And it's keeping grace. We're kept by the power of God. And it, it's, a, it's a grace that leads us all through. And Paul said, I am debtor. He said, I, am, I made all things to all men. 1 Corinthians 9.22 I became all things to all men that I by some means win some. The evangelist that was preaching at the Mount Bible Church where I got saved, that was his name, his association. By all means, Evangelistic Association. He was a doctor in theology. He was a Baptist evangelist from Philadelphia, Dr. Lewis Button. He had a doctorate in theology. But you know what? He had fire. <laughs> He's a bald guy, kind of like you, brother. <laughs> but he was a little short guy, and he preached. He'd, every year he'd go to the Indianapolis 500. What do you think about that? With microphones, Huh? Not too much doctors of theology. They're, they're dying with their degrees, you know. <laughs> had their diploma. This guy had fire, man. He preached hard. He preached about hell. I was holding on the bins there, man. <laughs> I couldn't hold out, though. <laughs> My people shall be willing the day of thy power. And the power of the Lord was present to heal this sinner that day. Amen. Yeah. Sunday morning. I got saved Sunday morning. You don't have to get saved in church. But I, sh- I got saved. I was out of an I was miserable. And he preached on repentance, on the new birth. What is the new birth and what is not the new birth? We need to tell people what the new birth is and what is not. It's the blood. There's a sickness and there's a medicine. God's medicine is the blood of his son. Amen? It's applied by faith. And that morning, praise God, Dr. Button and brother, he preached on repentance. I remember one thing, the only thing I remember in his message. He said, you might be in church here for years. Consider yourself a Christian. But if you've never repented of your sins, you're lost and you're going to hell. And oh, Man, that stuck there. That arrow stuck in my mind. And God, he does the work. Preach the gospel, become all things to all men. That doesn't mean compromise. We're not talking about ecumenism. Preach the unspeakable riches of Christ. Paul said in Ephesians 5, he preached the unspeakable riches of Christ. Huh? Paul said, we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. Do you preach Christ? Preach the word. What did Philip do when he went down to Samaria? What did he do? He preached preached what? About Christ He preached Christ? Christ. A lot of us preach about Christ. (laughs) He said Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ. Paul told Timothy, preach the word. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's clear as the bell, folks. The gospel, Christ, preach the word. Jesus said, I am the way. Preach the gospel where Christ is not named. Don't no recycle. It's, you know, picking up a, a Pepsi kind can on the side of the road and you send it off, and it becomes a Coca Cola can. <laughs> We're not in the recycling business, folks. We're in the in the gospel business. Preach the gospel with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Preach Jesus. Paul said in uh, let's, Acts twenty six twenty two. This is one of my favorite verses. Acts twenty six twenty two. Having obtained help from God, I persevere until the day of today. What did, what did Samuel say? Ebenezer, hitherto the Lord has helped us, huh? That's kind of like sound like Samuel there in First Samuel. Hitherto the Lord has helped us. Paul said, Having attained having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. That Christ should suffer, that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people, and to the Gentiles. Huh? You know what? He showed light to us. I think we're all Gentiles, aren't we here? How many Jews do we have here? Any Jews here? If we're not Jews, we're Gentiles, aren't we? <laughs> he showed light to us. Huh? Thanks, thanks to the faithfulness of God's missionaries and apostles, the gospel has come down through us. You know what? I come from the Antioch line. I'm not getting, I'm a theologian. But I think the first missionary church was the Antioch church. And thanks to that Antioch missionary church, you know what? It wasn't a missionary Baptist either. A lot of those down in Arkansas. (laughs) It was a missionary church. It was a Bible church. And thanks to the Antioch church, the gospel went out. They sent Paul, the Spirit said, separate Paul and Barnabas for the work they had for them. Amen? It was a missionary sending church. Huh? It's kind of dangerous to pray for, pray for missionaries. The Lord might call you. huh? Amen. A lot of you are praying for revival, revival don't you? That's dangerous too. You might lose half your congregation here. <laughs> Real revival comes. You might lose half your church here, brother. And half of them might go to the mission so of you. So been, you've been warned. <laughs> but the Antioch church was a missionary church. And thanks to that Antioch church, it went to Greece. Thessalonica, Thessalonica, up in, the, up in the Europe, the gospel came. The walled incense up there through the centuries, in the dark ages, God has always had his church. You know what? God has always had his church. The devil's always had his church, and God has always had his true church. Amen? But the devil's a counterfeiter, you know. He's a counterfeit. Everything God does, he counterfeits it. So praise the Lord. The gospel is the power of God into salvation to everyone that believes. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God into salvation to everyone. Paul said, he, he, The Lord is a present. I have h- obtained help from God unto the day of Dale. In, in Psalms, said, the Lord is a present help. Present help in time of need. Hey? We've seen that in Panama. We just thank the Lord. The Lord has delivered us from the dangers on the highway. Moral dangers, physical dangers. We need to keep our eyes on the Lord and continue, fight the good fight of faith. He said, Paul said, I, My departure is at hand. Second Timothy 4, 6. Let's finish there with these verses. Second Timothy 4, 6 and 8. Paul was getting to the end of his life. He's at the jail there in Rome. He wrote this letter to Timothy, his son in the faith. He said, Timothy... Keep my charge, keep the charge I've committed to you. Second Timothy 4, 6, chapter 4, verse 6, 8. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Paul wasn't going to depart to a good, nice, cozy rest home. <laughs> he was going to the chopping block, brother. Baby's full of joy, just happy. You know, folks, we need to finish our course with joy. A lot of Christians are finishing off their course with stupid mistakes. Huh? You know you can finish your course with joy? You know that? Just thank you, Lord. Be faithful. Jesus said, be faithful. I fought the good fight. My departure is at hand. I fought the good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Henceforth laid up a crown of righteousness. The Lord is faithful. He's a faithful judge. Pay day some God is going to pay his servants. the Lord said my re- behold, behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. the Lord's going to reward his servants. Amen. The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations forgot God. I believe in election folks, but we're responsible. this generation of Christians are responsible for it, or this generation of sinners we're responsible you're responsible for your neighbors. What would you thought if when Jesus and the disciples were he said, Jesus said, give you them to eat. You know, yeah. all the multitude, there were 3,000, they were sitting out in this field and they were hungry. He saw them as sheep without shepherd, hungry. Jesus didn't want to, he said, what are we going to do? He was trying Philip. He said, well, Philip said, all we have is here just two or three fishes and a couple of pieces of bread. What's that for all these people? Jesus said, give ye them to eat. huh? huh? And what would he do if, if the disciples, Jesus prayed? He's God of order. He prayed first. We need to pray before we eat, right? <laughs> and he, he gave gave the disciples. And the, and the people sat down in rows, 50 by 50. What would you think of the disciples? The first row, they go back and forth. And all the people in the back, they ignore them. They just keep back and forth. Keep them giving bread, the first row of people there. Would that be right? One bread, you want some more? And the second row, not one piece of bread. Huh? You keep going back and forth, half an hour, just giving bread and fish to the first people in the first row. And the ones in the second, third row? That's kind of what the church has done today. Huh? Just going back and forth. Why should some people hear the gospel 30, 10, 20, 30, 40 times and others never heard it once? Have you considered that? And we're responsible folks. We can all pray, amen. We can all give. Huh? I like the Thessalonian church. They first gave themselves unto the Lord. Amen? Have you done that? Huh? Oh Jesus gave himself for me on the cross. Oh, I'm saying, Oh, thank you for grace. Thank you, Lord. Have you given yourself to the Lord? How many of you have given yourself to the Lord? Lock, stock, and barrel. Have you given yourself to the Lord, young people? Have you? said the Thessalonians, before they helped the apostles, they first gave themselves unto what? Have you read that? Is that in your Bible? (laughs) It's in my Bible. (laughs) They first gave themselves unto the Lord. Amen. They presented their body. It was a missionary church, just like the Antioch church, the Thessalonian church. The Philippian church was the giving church. Who were the first members of the Philippian church? (laughs) The Philippian jailer? How do you like to have him as your deacon? <laughs> he was a pretty mean guy. <laughs> he beat the tar of those part apostles. <laughs> Lydia, huh? the damsel that was delivered with demons. <laughs> How do you like her? have <laughs> been in your choir? Huh? That was the one the apostle Paul. He received support later. They were a missionary church. Every Bible church should be a missionary church, a soul winning church. Yeah. Huh? We must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Paul said, I am free from the blood of all men. Just think about in heaven, there's going to be a great multitude. Isn't that going to be wonderful? Huh? Just think about that, that. You get to heaven, you meet, start meeting people, you you to Christ by God's grace. Amy Carmichael used to say, we're going to have all eternity to celebrate our victory. It's not our victory, it's the Lord's victory through us, you know. We're going to have all eternity to celebrate our victories. But we just have a few hours before the sunset of eternity to win them. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Let's read in Revelations to finish here this last verse. Revelation 7, 9 and 10. I'm not a theologian. I'm not really a theologian, but I believe the Bible. God said, I told somebody over at the Kelly, uh, Jim, and Noah's house last night. God said, it, I believe it, and that settles it, you know. But anyway, it says here in Revelations seven nine, after this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man, which no man could number, of all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne of their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might, Be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. We're all part of this, huh, folks? We're part of this. The Lord's created you for His glory. He saved you for His glory. Some people think, well, God saved me because I had pretty green eyes, you know? or He just just had to have me, you know? (laughs) You know what? It's all by grace. Undeserved favor. And He created you and saved you he didn't love you because of what you are. He loves you because what He is. Yes. God is love, huh? It's undeserved love. Unmerited love, huh? And He loved us. He loves us and we love Him first. Jesus said, why call you me Lord, Lord and don't do what I told you to do, huh? Is that in your Bible, Luke 6, 46? Why call you Lord, Lord and don't do what I tell you, huh? What's the number one thing Jesus told us to do? Go into all the world and what? Is that the Great Commission? He didn't say go into all the world and build churches. He said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts. And each Christian is responsible for that job. You're responsible for your neighbors. I want to encourage you folks, start visiting your neighbors here on Hickory Street. All your neighbors. Amen? Visit your neighbor. Share the gospel. Most people won't come to church. <laughs> well, take church to your neighbors, man. <laughs> Share the gospel. Knock on doors. Huh? We can learn. We need that. We need this uh we need to stir up the fire. There's open doors. Paul said there's a great door in effects. So opening There's many adversaries. Of course there's adversaries. <laughs> The devil doesn't even want the people to hear the gospel, much less understand it and believe it and get saved. But we're responsible. At the rest home. I don't say when your time you're working at the rest home, you'd be preaching. Sure we have to preach. But we have to work, but we have to we have to share our faith. I learned that from my dad. He was a tree man. Joplin there in Missouri. He had tree business in all of Southwest Missouri and over in Kansas and Oklahoma. He had, he had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of customers, thousands of customers, some doctors, all types of customers. And my dad would share the Lord. I remember him saying, one day I went to him to, to a body shop. He had some damage on his truck. The man said, what do you know today, Johnson? My dad said, I know my sins are forgiven. I know I'm going to heaven. I was just a little boy, 13 years old. It stuck there, you know. And the way he shared his faith. We need to share our faith. Faith in the living Lord Jesus Christ. May God bless you folks. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your work in the Lord is not in vain.